Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unspooled. Uh, that solo singing you hear is because, once again, Paul is still away shooting Black Monday, wrapping up season three. And I miss him terribly. Terribly. We've never gone this long without getting to talk about movies. I'm dying. I'm dying. I need him back. But I also need a really good uh, season three of Black Monday. So Paul is tirelessly trying to satisfy everybody's needs, and he will be back. I will say that I do have proof of life. We are texting about how the playoffs are going for our respective teams. I would say that neither one of us are feeling flush with triumph, but we carry on. We marshal forward. It's been a long year. Our players are tired, man. I am crossing all of my fingers and all of my toes that Paul will be back for next week. I really want to get to talking about contacts. I feel like I'm waiting for the aliens to come down and and contact me, and we can ha- talk about movies. And now Paul is an alien in this in this um, whole analogy, and I hope he's not offended by that. Maybe he wouldn't be. I mean, aliens, they're probably more superior than us in a lot of ways. Or they're slime. I'm going to say that Paul is not a slime alien, if he is an alien. Uh, either way, alien come home, E.T. come home, Paul Shear come home. However, since he's gone, that means we can still keep doing some kind of fun stuff. Today, we have... A very special, fun episode of Screen Test that we did live on Twitch a few months ago. That is space-themed. We're keeping it in the family. It is our George Lucas episode of Screen Test. And as you know, Screen Test is our game show where we invite beloved people. If you're listening right now, you could be a beloved person. You could come on Screen Test. And we just have this crazy, weird time challenging you with impossible questions and making us all think creatively about movies and brainstorming and performance and all of it. I just think it's like so, 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 so fun. I adore doing it. And we have some amazing guests, of course, for our Star Wars George Lucas themed episode. None other than the three hosts of the George Lucas talk show. The George Lucas talk show uh, sounds self-explanatory. You're like, oh, it's a talk show. George Lucas is there. Yeah, that's how it goes. Oh, oh no. These guys are so much stranger than that. Uh, They're twisted and weird. I've had fun being on the George Lucas talk show myself. And now I get to have more fun bringing them into our dark web of game show madness and destruction. Uh, So without further ado, let's get into some screen tests. What's up, Amy? Hello, Paul. I am so excited that we are here for a very special screen test Star Wars edition crossover event with the gang from the George Lucas talk show, which if you don't know about that, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But if you don't know anything that I just said, if that all sounds uh, completely foreign to you, uh, this is a game show, a movie game show where you don't have to know that much about movies. It's more about having fun. Well, you can get mocked if you don't know that much about movies, but That's we're true. we're here just to party, man. It's a Friday night. I'm feeling like torturing some guests with really hard questions. I'm in a great mood. I'm, I'm here to hear the, the brilliant brainiac things that the people in the chat st- uh, have for us because we've got some questions for y'all too. Yeah, we, we are going to make you a very big part of the show. You'll get to control some of the show. And uh, to maybe start us off, Let's kind of get into this actually uh, very important breaking news that happened today, Amy. I don't know if you knew about this, but did you hear 
uh, Lucasfilm announced today that they are making a brand new Salacious Crumb film. Uh, you know, you remember Salacious Crumb. He was, you know, part of Jabba's palace. Maybe he's a pet. Maybe he's a friend. We don't know. Uh, all I know is that he looks a little bit uh, too close to uh, Rizzo uh, from the Muppets, which, you know, I think if you look at him side by side like that, it's, it's you know, we know they were made by the same people. Uh, but anyway, if Rizzo is going to have his own spinoff, we want you in the chat to give us a title. What would the sorry salacious crumb spinoff b what would it be called we know that the book of fett is coming up we had the mandalorian uh what would salacious crumbs uh spinoff movie be called uh people are just jumping in crumb maybe confusing with that documentary about our crumb i hear that uh uh this one is called uh, uh let's see here uh <laughs> citizen crumb i like that good one there uh, i think anything sounds better if you put citizen in front of it <laughs> well, this one is pretty good to do. The way the salacious crumbles. Uh, oh. I thought I was going to go the, the way we crumble. Like, uh, I like that one too. How about this one? Uh, salacious crumb and crummer. So that's more of like a, a comedy road movie. I like that. Uh, it's crumbling time. <laughs> Who is salacious crumb? Maybe an old shout out to the, uh, the John, the John Candy. Who's Harry crumb film, which I talked about on Unspooled last week. Can I just uh, say I'm sort of, I, I feel a little bit let down that there's not more wordplay with salacious. Yes. Salacious is now coming in for salacious skies. I like that. Uh, this one salacious B crumb and Barb and star go to Vista Del Mar <laughs> planes, crumbs and automobiles, forest crumb, uh, salacious, salacious yum. And what's eating salacious crumb. Okay. You guys get it. You get it. This is the level of questions that we will be doing on this game show. I like it. Amy, is there anyone that jump out at you already that you like <laughs> anyone that you want to maybe award? Do you want to award a winner in the chat already? I'm just sad. We didn't get a salacious crumb in the pick of destiny. That would have been pretty solid. A pretty solid uh, tenacious dude. Do you like any? You don't. I'm going to say what's eating salacious crumb. I feel like I like it. It's more of an indie feel with salacious crumb. I feel like that's going to be good. I mean, uh, from where he's living, I think any number of things could be eating salacious crumb. <laughs> well, he's definitely eating a lot of stuff that's falling off of Java. People, welcome to the show. This is Screen Test. We are doing a live Star Wars themed episode. And if that makes you want to change the channel, don't. Because this episode isn't just going to be fan service. I mean, Amy, you are not a Star Wars fan, right? I have. I feel like a goldfish who has always existed in a world in which there was a Star Wars. I can neither like nor dislike it. It is just okay. the water that surrounds me. Okay, I like that. Is that like midichlorians? <laughs> oh, don't bring up. Let's not. Let's not even <laughs> go there. Uh, all right. Well, what makes today's episode uh, actually kind of really special is that we are doing this show crossover. Uh, today, mm -hmm. all of our guests are the geniuses behind the George Lucas talk show, which airs every Sunday night on Twitch on Planet Scum Live. It's all one word, Planet Scum Live. So let's meet our contestants. Uh, are you ready, Amy? Boom. Here they are. Here they are. Welcome them all. Oh, my gosh. Da, this da, is great. Da. Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. Hello, guys. Hello. Um, How are you? Good. We are so excited that you're here. We'll meet you all individually first. Uh, As Patrick, individuals, we see you that way. Patrick, you. you are the producer of the show. You keep the whole thing running. You are, uh, for people who don't know, a lot of the stuff behind the scenes, you are also very much on camera, but you actually are doing a lot of work behind the scenes to make this show go. <laughs> Marathons, everything. You're, you're controlling the strings. Yeah, yeah. I'm the booker. I'm the producer. When this show was a live show, I was not an onstage presence. And then as soon <laughs> as it went to Twitch, I was forced to become an on-screen presence. It's working uh, for you. Which is fine. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So we're going to ask you a question to get to know you. Obviously, yeah. we, we already know you from the show, but who would be in your Star Wars crew? If you could pick anyone from the Star Wars universe, who would be in your crew? Like who are you hanging with and what are you doing with them? Are you, are sure. you smugglers? Are you working, you know, you're working stormtroopers? What, what, what is your, what's, yeah, who are your people? I mean, listen, I, uh, if this is a totally fictitious world where I am yeah. not anything like the way I am in real life, I want to yeah. be hanging out in that cantina, you know? Okay, I want to like be hanging it. out. With Ponda Baba, Walrus Man himself, <laughs> and uh, Dr. Evazan, you know, they have the death sentence on 12 systems, and I want to be a part of that. 
Wow. But realistically, <laughs> I don't think that would be the case. I like that answer. I love it a lot. All right, Thank Patrick, uh, we are now going to meet. Uh, we're going to go now meet our next contestant. Uh, all right. Welcome, Griffin. Uh, you play Watto on the show. Mm-hmm. And you are also uh, the co-host of the very popular Blank Check podcast, which How Did This Get Made just did a crossover event today with about the Justice League, uh, much to many people's, uh, at least on our sides, uh, they were not happy that we liked that movie at all. Uh, no, I was prepared for that. I also felt like we really, uh, uh, I don't know, qualified uh, our positive thoughts for that movie. And even still, I feel like sometimes people tune into movie podcasts and just want to hear their general opinion mirrored back to them as loudly as possible and <laughs> yeah, get we- angry if there is any distinction of difference. And we did not do that, and people no. are upset. Uh, but yeah. uh, Blank Check Podcast, if you've not heard it, is great. Yeah. Uh, Wado is fantastic. You might also know him from The Tick, which is also a, a hilarious, uh, amazing show on Amazon, which you can still watch. That's the best part yeah. about it. I, I uh, always plug it because uh, Bezos hasn't taken it down yet. It still exists. <laughs> Bezos yeah. might take it to space. He He's could. Got- yeah. He could. I also want to say, Paul, you were saying that people were upset about how uh, vaguely positive all four of us were on Justice League. I also saw the two major complaints about the episode were uh, blank check fans upset that the episode was too short. Yes. How did this get made fans upset that the episode was too long? We really could not find the balance when no. the last time we did a how did this get made uh, blank check crossover. I think the show is four hours long. It was the longest episode we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> on our feed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Did y'all um, take breaks? No. Yeah. I actually no. took a conference call on the four hour one and then came back and continued. <laughs> yes. Correct. Um, but Griffin, same question to you. Mm-hmm. Who's your Star Wars crew? You know, who are you hanging out with? What, you, what are you doing with them? I mean, I'm 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 kind of torn here because I'm thinking I really do love the Muppety side of Star Wars. I feel like that's a real dividing line for some people is they get more and more out of Star Wars, the more and more Muppety it becomes. I've always really liked the Muppets in the universe, but I feel like the Muppety characters are also more chaotic. I do think probably in terms of temperament and how I would feel and what I would want to survive in the Star Wars universe, I think. C-3PO and R2-D2 are kind of my gang. Like, I do feel I like, like that's, guys. that's the, the pitch I'd be operating at. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. C- C-3PO is my favorite character. I feel like he gets dumped on constantly, including by the people Amen. in all the people. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if you can He's see like- it, but I'm wearing C-3PO glasses. My oh, glasses. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you a I droid in this world? Are you a droid here, Griffin? Or are you like Absolutely. a human? I'd oh, love right, to right. be. I'd love to be a droid. I'd love to be okay. a droid. If if there were a way for me to become like a robot, uh, an android, uh, a cyborg, if you will, I I would sign up with zero hesitation. I I have no interest in my human body. There's I very am... good news for you about the future of mankind. I think you might get your wish eventually. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and finally, uh, let's meet uh, Connor. Connor. Welcome. Uh, you are not only George Hello. Lucas, uh, but you on the George Lucas talk show, but you have a highly acclaimed uh, podcast called Dead Eyes. You've seen him on everything from uh, Kimmy Schmidt to Mrs. Maisel. Like you, you, you're you're up and about and everything. Uh, I'm excited to have you on the show. Uh, and I'm also excited, like excited to hear how it's been, because this this show started at UCB, which is the Empire mm-hmm. Brigade Theater in New York. And then this pandemic yeah. hit and then you moved it over to Twitch. What have benefits deficits of like not having a live audience to going to like a a weekly show. I mean, was it a weekly show in New York? No. Right. It was a monthly show. Uh, We would do, it was originally, it was a monthly midnight show. Right. And, uh, and then eventually in the last couple of years, it became like a, a, like a seven 30 on Friday show, but we very quickly, I mean, the main difference is just the, the, the amount of show we are able to do now because we would do one hour once a month. And I think in the first two months of doing it uh, on Twitch, we had surpassed the amount of hours we had done in six years of shows. <laughs> it is, uh, uh, it is, it is yeah. a great show to watch. It is wild. I went on that show uh, a little while ago and jumped into a challenge that seemed so easy, which was to eat two pieces of bread, white bread, which I didn't have. I had whole wheat bread uh, without anything else. And in under a minute, 
And I, yeah. I swear to God, I almost died. Uh, <laughs> like, so confident. Uh, I, I was so confident. I had figured it out. I did not figure out. It expands. It was terrifying. <laughs> it was a terrifying moment for me. Wow. I, I don't, I do not recommend that people try this because it does. I've never tried it. It seems like a real choking hazard. <laughs> it is. I was, I was literally standing over like the sink in my bathroom. Like, I was like, if I die, like, and I think the house was empty that night. I feel like June may have been away with the kids. I I was like, if I, if the last appearance in my life is the George Lucas talk show where I'm eating bread, like I would be happy if the last appearance was George Lucas talk show. It was that I did some sort of challenge. Like I died from eating bread. It would have been awful. It would have been a terrible way to go. Yeah, because to people who don't know, they're like, well, it's not even a George Lucas thing you're doing. It feels no. unrelated, you know? Mm. It's not even, I would say, a known challenge. It, it's not yeah. like you're eating cinnamon. You're inventing a way to die. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you survived. It sounds yeah, really easy. I mean, it's a, I'm not to be a jerk, but I'm like, that's the kind of death where you're just going to encourage a lot of people to die because they'll be like, I don't understand how he died. And then you have a lot. You're going to be in heaven, like welcoming bread people left and right. <laughs> yeah, I like to think there's a special room in heaven where all the bread challenge people can hang out and be like, man, we didn't <laughs> think this was possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right. So uh, same question to you. Who's your crew? What are you doing? In Star Wars um, world, I I I think I'm a music. I think I'd probably gravitate toward the performers. Uh, I think okay. I, I the character I relate to the most is Joe Yauza, uh, who sings Jedi okay. on Jedi Rocks. Mm-hmm. I think that's yes. I think there's video there's video of me performing that's pretty one to one. Uh, that kind of performing energy, but I'd rather perform. I don't want to work in Jabba's palace. I don't want to work in the underworld. Okay. I, I'd want to work in like the the cantina would be as low as I'd sink as a performer. You're kind of like a John Tesh. You're performing at the Red mm-hmm. Rocks of Tatooine. Like you, you, you have a nice steady crew, but you're not like yeah, you're not working under thumb, someone's thumb. Would, you have your own uh, album. And would stuff. you sing at that like douchey yeah. casino where all the rich people are in um in Canto Bite? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I yeah, I, I performed in a, uh, a, a, in a venue almost a year ago that was basically the that in a in a real depressing way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would perform in Canto Bite within a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. All right. I love this. Well, uh, gentlemen, welcome to the show, and we're going to get off with our first round. It's a quick fire round. Uh, Amy, you want to set it up? Yeah. This is a rapid fire round. We are going to play a game called. Mustafar Musings, which is just Star Wars for hot takes. Mm. And this is how mm. it is played. Since you guys are the guy, the, you guys are the show that talks about Star Wars, we want to hear your hottest Star Wars take. The one that most shocks us gets the point. That's right. So you have a second to think about it. You have to know your players here to shock them as well. So give us your hottest Star Wars take Shock us. And it has to be something you believe. It can't just be something that you made up. Like, this is this is about you. What is your hottest well, no. take? Whoever wants to go first yeah. can jump in. I know eyes. that we... Yeah, yeah. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Darth Vader is an unimpressive villain. Whoa. I he like spends, it. Laying it down spends, the gauntlet. He's got a lot of attitude, but until, until the end of Rogue One, Darth Vader has very few actually impressive uh, things that he ever accomplishes as a villain. He it's All his right. fault that the Death Star blows up in the first Star Wars, and he's the only survivor. It, he fails upward throughout the original trilogy, <laughs> and then he right. and then he ulti- he ultimately kills his boss. It's just like this guy's not. He's always talked about as the ultimate bad guy. He's not. He's a, a, a real failure. All right, I love that. Starting off hot. Uh, all right, uh, who wants to go next? Patrick I can go Christian. next. All right, great. All right, what do you think, got, Patrick? Yeah, I think all of the Star Wars movies that George Lucas were involved in, in my head, range from pretty good to great. Wow. Okay. Wow. Pretty Not good a to single great. Stinker. I I think there are there are stinky parts to some of them, but I think on an overall scale, I'll take pretty good. Pretty good. So the worst yeah. George Lucas involved film is pretty good. All right. I like I that. Think there's, I think there's good stuff in all of them. Pretty good stuff okay. to great stuff in all of them. I like Stinky this. stuff, okay. like a little bit of blue cheese on an onion tart. I see where you're going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Griffin, it all comes down to you. You have two very hot takes to follow here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, do, what do you got? What do you think? I mean, I'm trying to even just figure out the right way to, to frame this thought. Okay. Because there's been so much discourse, the the, the <laughs> fandom menace people, these bad faith people who think the problem right. is that Lucas no longer has control of the franchise, that he's the only one who should ever be making Star Wars. 
I feel like George Lucas is responsible for 25% of Star Wars, even just within his lifetime, within his okay. range. I feel like people give him far too much credit for everything they they wow. like. Wow. Yeah. And I think if you actually read about the development of Star Wars and the amount of people who had to get in there and step in front of George and modify what he was trying to do, (laughs) or the amount of things he had to change because they weren't feasible, they didn't work out well the first time, I do think that George Lucas is given too much credit for Star Wars, which was a very, very collaborative universe. Wow, okay. I like this. All right, so Amy, these are three hot takes. Darth Vader is not impressive. The worst George Lucas uh, Star Wars is pretty good. And George Lucas is truly only 25% responsible for the Star Wars that we know and love. Each one of them hot. Uh, But which one do you think is the hottest take? You know, I thought I had my mind made up. And I'm just going to say Griffin's argument for the collaborative right. process. It warms my heart. It, it Marsha Lucas, baby. I want people to know. <laughs> Marsha Lucas, baby. Marsha Lucas, baby. Absolutely, Marsha Lucas. <laughs> movie would have been incoherent without her. Never would have gotten mm-hmm. a single sequel. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, you know me. I always want to... No, uh, sorry, Connor. If I see like a, a big Titan, I just want to punch a little hole in his side. I want to take down that Death Star. So I'm sorry. That's what that's what I'm doing. I'm going with Griffin here. Taking All right, down Griffin that gets Lucas. the point. Yeah, he fair. gets the point. He's on the board. So put on your uh, Hoff Parkers, uh, Parkers, or par- Parkas, and uh, set up your Tauntauns because your Star Wars screen test has begun. We are going into, uh, let's see here, round one. Show us what you know. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. All right, uh, boom, round one. Uh, here we go. We're going to show you guys uh, three categories, okay? Mm-hmm. You're going to have uh, the categories are, let's see, I'm going to put them up here on the board. Uh, they are super secret troopers. Uh, then we have a get out your data pad and ILM milestones. Uh, so there we are. They're just up there. And now, uh, Griffin, because you have your point mm. on the board, uh, tell us, what is uh, which category would you like to pick? I'm going to choose uh, get out your data pad because Ooh. the data pad is, of course, the key accessory that the Watto action figure comes with. And I happen <laughs> to have a human sized data pad dry Ooh. race board right here. Whoa. All right. This is very good. Uh-oh. And Amy, this well, is a special category. Griffin, you just unleashed. The character double. What? What does that mean, you say? I can see it in your eyes. I see that confusion. Well, let me tell you. It means we are about to meet somebody special who has a special (laughs) challenge. And a correct answer to their special challenge will get you, Griffin, double points. Two points for the cost of one point. But however, to make it more challenging... Any of your fellow contestants, Patrick and Connor, they can also buzz in if they know the answer before you. They can steal your points by waving their little fingers and getting mm-hmm. a right answer. Are y'all ready? I think y'all are going to need some some data pads on this one, man. This is okay. tough. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. This is a this is going to really get you, and it's going to be as hard as this transition from Paul to full on character. Watch this. Hello, everyone. I am your data banker. You must complete this simple mathematical problem using only seemingly simple Star Wars knowledge. Unlike some of my friends, I do have a good feeling about this. Now, here we go. Take the number of films in the Skywalker saga. Add the number of original directors of those films. Don't count anyone twice. Then times it by the number of of apprentices a Sith Lord can have at one time, 
minus the number of letters in Jabba's first name, and then multiply that by the number of Chewbacca's family members waiting on him on Life Day on the holiday special. I'll repeat this one more time. Here we go. First, take the number of films in the Skywalker saga, add the number of original directors from those films, don't count anyone twice, times that by the number of apprentices a Sith Lord can have at one time, then minus the number of letters in Jabba's first name. Then multiply that by the number of Chewbacca's family members waiting for him on Life Day in the beginning of the Star Wars holiday special. If there's anything you would like me to repeat, I can definitely repeat it. Very complicated, even as to say it out loud. Okay, oh, yes, what do we have? 27? 27 is correct! That's right! That was amazing. There are nine films in the Skywalker Saga. There are five directors. George directed four, JJ two, Ryan one, Irv Kirshner one, uh, Marquand one, uh, and then you times it by the number of apprentices a Sith Lord can have at one time. That is one. Uh, minus some le- letters in Jabba's name, uh, five. And then you multiply that by the number of Chewbacca's family members waiting for him. That is three. That's Mala, Lumpy, and uh, Feather Atachuk, which is his uh, father-in-law or father. Uh, unknown. That was it. 27 points. Connor, you are on the board with two Great. points. That's amazing. Ooh. Amazing. Can I job. tell you, can I tell you guys where I got caught up? Yes. yes. I was like, is Jabba's first name not actually Jabba? Is Ooh, it a longer that would have been name? Hard. And I was like <laughs> trying to figure it out. Yeah. It's it a, a trap. Um, that was can, good. Uh, very can good, Can I just Connor. say, uh, yeah. I was not told that math would be involved. I feel a little tricked here. <laughs> I have that to tell was, you, that, it felt horrible to do it because I realized yeah. I haven't really done math in no. decades. No. Not really. No. I, I stayed on this math problem for so long, oh. going over it, making sure it was right. I was like, this is okay. I was like, please check my math on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, that's but, the hardest that this show will get. Thank you. Is it? I don't know if that's true, but we know that Connor. Connor's okay. going to get to find out because Connor is now on the board. Two the points. The longest, the longest part of that was me not wanting to get nine times three wrong, and I genuinely was like, <laughs> I'd rather lose than get nine times three wrong. Uh, well, then Connor, oh. this also means that you get to pick which category you get to go next, since you just stole Griffin's points from right underneath mm. him. Do you want to oh. go to Super Secret Troopers or ILM Milestones or IL Milestones, uh, as we like to call it? I'll, I'll go to. ILM Milestones, even though it's the one I'm probably, I I feel unconfident about it, but I'm going to be adventurous. All right, Amy, take it away. I will. Well, as I'm sure you know, Connor, Industrial Light and Magic has been at the forefront of filmmaking innovation. Now, my question for you is, which of the following historic milestones did the geniuses at ILM achieve? Was it A, they developed the iMocap system, which uses computer vision techniques to track live action performers on set? B, created the first completely computer-generated character. C, used real-time rendering and digital LED displays as a virtual set. D, all of the above. Or E, none of the above. I'm going to take a wild guess and say that I think it's the first one, but I could be completely wrong on all of this. (laughs) You are correct. You are correct in part because, yes, in 2006, ILM did develop the IMOCAP system in the creation of Davy Jones and the ship's crew in Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. However, you are wrong because in 1985, they also created the first completely computer-generated character, the stained glass man in Young Sherlock Mm -hmm. Holmes. And in 2019, they used real-time rendering and digital LED displays as a virtual set for The Mandalorian. So alas, Connor, the correct answer was D, all of the above. But you are still in the lead. You're still in the lead with two points. So there's nothing to fret about here. I mean, the most that can happen really is that uh, that Griffin and Patrick get uh, caught up here because, uh, you know, right here, uh, Patrick, it is your chance. This is your shot here. I'm ready to pick one. All right. So you have your category is super secret troopers. All right. Super secret troopers. All right. 
It seems like anyone who is anyone could cram themselves into a Stormtrooper costume if they are friends with the director. Uh, we're going to give you four actors. Three of them had secret cameos. Uh, one right. did not. And, uh, and let's open it up. They, they were cameos in the film. They don't have to be Stormtroopers. They are just in the film. Uh, okay, so we're going to give you four actors. Three of them had secret cameos. Uh, we're going to, let's see here. We'll even give you a chance to get more points. Uh, if you can name the actor in the movie, we're going to give you an extra half point here. All right, so here we go. Okay. Here are the, uh, the four actors. Treat Williams, Dominic West, Roger Moore, Lin-Manuel Miranda, which are the three that were it's in Star Wars. Treat Williams, what, Dominic yeah. West, Lin-Manuel. And I can, tell you, I can tell you who they are, too, if you want. Yeah. You oh, ready? my gosh, let's do it, yeah. All right, Treat Williams plays a soldier on Hoth. A rebel you soldier are. on Hoth. Wow. Uh, uh, right. uh, Dominic West plays. Oh, is he like a queen? He's like a, a one of uh, Amidala's guards. Yes, you're right. You're right. And then Lin-Manuel is a, a X-Wing fighter uh, pilot in Rise of Skywalker. But then he's also the voice of the singer in Maz's Cantina. Wow, that is phenomenal. I mean, Amy, he got it all. That was no time. He got the whole thing. I mean, what are we going to wait? We got to give more than one point there. I mean, I think we get half points for each one of the things. I'm just going to say we should get maybe just give him three points right out of the gate. Right. I mean, why not? Why not just throw it down? Just like wow. upset the whole apple cart there. I just think wow. the speed of it. I was going to say two and a half points, but you always make me the Grinch. Can I give one of the halves of one of my points to Patrick? Because I was just impressed. He, he got it all right, and I wouldn't have. <laughs> the way that Patrick, uh, the way that you just, no hesitation whatsoever. Yeah. I, I feel like the three points have to go on the board, which puts you in the lead. And that completes so our first round. We're going to go into our, uh, our performance round next. We are now going into my favorite round, round two, the talent competition, where yeah. each one of our three contestants is going to have to show off a skill that they are very good at, or that they can at least do with bravado. Now, Griffin, you have the least amount of points on the board, alas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right now, as a score recap, we have Patrick with three, Connor with two, Griffin with one. But since you are our underdog, you do get to go first, and your category is called endurance test. Yes, this is okay. Uh, we we talked about this on the George Lucas talk show a while ago. Uh, it is you said release the Brimley cut, which was uh, the Rilfa Brimley cut of the Ewok uh, movie, the made for TV Star Wars movie. Uh, Disney Plus finally agreed that they are going to release this cut. Uh, it's the battle for Endor and uh, Caravan of Courage. And we're going to give you a chance today to inhabit the role that Wilford Brimley played as mm -hmm. Noah. Uh, a cantankerous hermit who doesn't take too kindly to finding a little girl and an Ewok in his home. Uh, Amy will be playing uh, Sindel Tawani uh, in this classic TV movie. Uh, so to set the stage for people who have not seen it, uh, basically uh, Sindel in, in, and uh, and Wicket are in this little hut. They are, uh, they're kind of playing a little bit like Snow White. They're cleaning it up. They're having fun. And in comes, uh, in comes uh, uh, Wilford Brimley. He is not very happy. Amy will be playing uh, uh, Sindel. I will be playing Wicket. And you, Griffin, you will be playing the uh, role that uh, Wilford Brimley originated. Uh, do you have your script in front of you? I do. I am so glad I didn't save my mustache. This was... <laughs> strategically good <laughs> smart decision i didn't even know okay all right so here we go we can start it off amy oh, take it away <clears throat> if someone lives in here they sure are messy hey how did you get here he brought us here look here you little bug lover i told you i don't want any strangers around this place look what you've done and hey, you don't even know who they are who are you my name is sindel who's that wicket <laughs> Wicked Humph. You've been messing with my stuff You brought them here Now you get them out I don't want them here Get out We have no place to go I don't care about that Take him and go Go on Come Wicked He's just a mean old man anyway Skedaddle And I'll deal with you in a minute <laughs> You don't know who these people are And what they're up to It could be some kind of trick I know you get lonesome. You think I don't? What? What? What's? What's this? What's this? Huh? Some kind of porridge? 
Why, look, look here, look here, some muffins. Let's have some, but golly, this looks good. Dig in. Don't let me catch you giving any to those little buggers outside. I'm going over to that stove to get me some more soup. And whatever you do, stay where you are. Wow, and scene. Wow, that we really personified that role there. That was that was great. Uh, what a tense scene it is. He really yeah. takes no prisoners when he comes in there to yell at a young girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes after her pretty hard. Uh, can, I, can I just say there was a typo in how this was transcribed yes. in the email, and I was very tempted to read it with the typo because I thought it uh, made the scene more interesting. So can I, can I yeah, do the please. alt quickly? Please, please, yes, I would love it. Okay, so here's the the alt. So you have this for just for the edit if you want it, okay? Yeah. Wicked! You've been messing with my stuff. You brought them here, now you get them out. I don't wang them here. <laughs> get out. Mister, what's wang? It's I mean it is true that he does not wang them there. He does not want to wang. He doesn't want any wang there. Uh, I, I you like know, not to be wanged. That sounds terrible. <laughs> mutually <Yeah>. agreeable. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wilford Brimley is an agreeable guy, but I like that he really took this moment to to let his like his anger his anger erupt on a on a young girl in a, in a cute uh, in a cute uh, Ewok. Uh, Amy, I gotta say. Uh, you know, look, this is a tough thing. We haven't seen this movie in a long time. For me to even transcribe the scene, I had to go on a very weird, uh, like, kind of a porn site to even access it. Like, my screen was full of pop-ups that were incredibly disturbing to watch. Is that how it's the not- typo happened? It might, yeah, well, by the way, it seems like it may have been all, yeah, tied together. I want to say that I think what I love here is that Griffin went with the typo, jumped on it. Found it. There's even another typo. I said soup and porridge. I was typing it as quick as I can. I'm not a good typer. There's a lot of things going on here. You can get five points. You got to do the scene with him. I mean, I'm I'm saying at least four points. I, I feel like I, I was in it. I was living it. Do you think uh, four or do you think more? I think what really knocked me out was his delivery towards the end. Like mm, he went too. from yeah. channeling Brimley to really settling into Brimley. Like his patience, whatever you do, stay where you are. I yeah. felt that. And because I felt that, I'm going to go four and a half points. Wow. Four and a half points. The, the chat is behind you. They say 4.7 mm-hmm. and five. People are saying five in the chat too. All right. So four and a half points. We're going to take it. Four and a half points. That is a very good score, Griffin. Uh, that is great. All right, Amy, uh, who are we going to next? Well, Connor has the second least amount of points for now. So now we're going to go to him. All right. All right, Connor. This is a good one. Uh, when we asked you, like, what what was your skill that you wanted to show off here today? You all actually said the same thing. You all led with like bullshitting. Bullshitting was one of the things that you really felt like that was something you're going to be very strong in. We couldn't give you all bullshitting challenges, but we we kind of directed something to you that I think will kind of work in this way. So, Amy, you want to set it up? I do. This category is called Make Your Luke Case. Uh where, Connor, because you are a man known for hot takes, in this challenge, you have 90 seconds to defend a Star Wars hot take. It might not be one you believe in, but you have to defend it with your life anyway. Okay. This now, is great. <laughs> now, you are not going to get to pick your hot take, however. Here's okay. the problem, Connor. At Screen Test, yeah. we are going to pick the hot take that you have to defend. So in this challenge, you are going to have to try and sell us on why Rise of Skywalker is the absolute best, 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 best Star Wars film. You have 90 seconds to convince us that Rise of Skywalker, absolute tops to convince us and yourself. Go. There's no such thing as a perfect Star Wars film. That's one thing that we should say right off the bat. Any criticism you level at any Star Wars film, you can essentially level at all of them. I would argue the reason that Rise of Skywalker is the best of them is because the character that we start out with, C-3PO, has his best material, his best single plot line in any of the movies in Rise of Skywalker. He has written for impeccably uh, both comedy and pathos. And I believe it is a tour de force, both in the writing of the character and the performing by Anthony Daniels. It's heartfelt. You feel something. But it also, for a character who in many of the films is very annoying and the comedy doesn't work, I think the comedy consistently works in Rise of Skywalker. Now, everybody has their favorite parts of any of the, <laughs> of any of the movies. But I truly think that he is... 
uh, the unsung star of the Skywalker saga, the the non Skywalker. He's he's basically a Skywalker, the purest Skywalker, and that he's built by a Skywalker, and that's the end of the Skywalker site uh, saga. Is C three PO Skywalker's final sacrifice, uh, his funniest scenes, his best moments. Wow, I like that. Yeah. This is very good. And you did it with under time. You did it with only a minute and fifteen seconds. I feel like you made a very. You just jumped in right away. Can we, can we just to put it under the microscope? How do you really feel yeah. about Rise of Skywalker? It's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Rise of Skywalker is a movie that. Um, when you go to like, uh, the only reason why I think about this is like, sometimes when I go to like an Indian restaurant, they play Bollywood movies on the wall and you look at it, you go, Oh, that looks really cool. I should check out what that movie is. I feel like if this movie was projected on a wall, I'd be like, Ooh, that looks really cool. I got to find out what that movie is. And, and that's visually it lives in a place. I that think I'm like, it, yeah. I think rise of Skywalker looks better than most other star Wars movies visually. I think it, yeah. it has some amazing, like if you turn the sound off, you'd be like, Oh, I can't wait to see this movie. Yeah, um, I agree. I do genuinely believe everything that I said about the C-3PO plot. I, I'm, he probably has a slightly better plot in empire, but I right. think it's, it is a character who has at various times been an annoyance to me within a star Wars movie. Uh, or a supporting gear at best, and I do. I was surprised and impressed by how well, how what a good final film C three PO got. Wow, um, I like this. okay. I want to actually drill into this if you don't mind me yeah. taking some space yeah. as a C three PO head, as a person who, when I saw Rise of Skywalker, put on a, a C three PO tattoo because he, I to me feel like he is the, the underappreciated character of the entire franchise, as you pointed yeah. out. However, I hated the way he was treated in that movie. Everybody was so mean to him in Rise of Skywalker. Like, people who just met him. Like, fucking Poe Dameron <laughs> is coming up and, like, you're a piece of shit. Poe doesn't even know him. Like, why? Poe doesn't get to tell him he's a piece of shit. Like, C-3PO well, well, is always po- right about everything. And everyone's like, fuck you, nerd. Like, that's the number yeah. one thing that drives me nuts about that franchise. And I thought Rise of Skywalker was the most mean towards my beloved character. But oh, in world, nobody said that Star Wars was about fairness. I don't want to see a Star Wars film in which, well, thank, thankfully, everyone was treated well in that Star Wars movie. That's that's my lowest ranking for a Star Wars movie is everyone got a fair shake. Uh, I think that I think what do you expect from Poe? He got thousand. He got the whole rebel fleet killed in Last Jedi. Like, yeah, of course, he's of course, he's being shitty to C-3PO. He, he this guy's got a lot of problems, you know. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think I, th- I think that there's a lot of really good C-3PO jokes in it. I think I think the joke of him not being a like, oh, it's a shame that I can't I can't tell you, but I know the information is a great like comedic. I thought that reveal. was a great joke. I thought that was a really funny bit. Um, by the way, people in the chat, what do you guys think uh, for Connor here? Uh, Amy and I will discuss as well. I thought it was a very clean argument. And I feel like, you know what? What I liked about it, too, is he took a, a, a film, the last film, but tied it into why it was good to sum up the entire Skywalker saga. You know, I think that that was a really strong point. I felt like it was it was it wasn't winking, uh, which I think is important with the, you know, the bullshitting challenge. Here. I mean, I think uh, he came in strong with like, what are we here for? What are we even looking for? What is yeah. a good start? You know, he he set a bar on purpose that gave his argument a framework. I like that people in the chat are universally saying three points. That is really what we're getting here. People are not going to give him the full five, but they're giving him three. Uh, and I think maybe just to upset him. Uh, you know, what, what do you think, Amy? You think three? I, or, I mean, the, the chat is definitively three. It's like it is. You know what? I, someone in the chat also said, I don't like seeing George out of character, which is a very <laughs> funny way to think of who I am. Right now, I'm just George out of character. <laughs> you know, I've lost all personal identity. <laughs> to defend uh, my beloved Golden Knight, I'm going to go with three points. All right, three points. Uh, boom, you got three points there. And then we go on to our final performance round. Uh, Patrick, here you are. Like we said, everyone chose bullshitting. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and I think singing was a little bit further down on the list, but we are going to oh, give definitely. you a singing challenge. Great. Uh, and this is something that may be near and dear to your heart. Uh, because I know that this was maybe the way that the show uh, used to start back in the day. This is going to uh, be called. Uh, We're going to call it Walk Song. You yes. Know, like okay. rock, but like with a sure, W. Is that sure. like, is what, is that be like, the, like, I guess, oh, now I'm turning into Star Wars. It's like, how do you do a rock, but it's a W? But, or now yeah, it's oh, uh, Star Trek and yeah. Like, uh, yeah, Walk Song. Walk, this is, this walk is basically. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, I right. like that. Yeah, there you go. So we all know that the Ewoks have a beautiful language uh, and even a more tranquil song. We would love for you to sing the original 
Ewok celebration song. We know that you know it. We sent you yes, the lyrics in the chat so you can see it. You can sing it any which way you want. I have a backing track. If you'd like to have the backing track, you could do it a cappella, whatever you prefer. We are set here to make you do it the best way that you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What would you What would you prefer? I'm just gonna sing it without the backtrack. Here we go. Okay. Yub nub, ichop yub nub, ato meet tochi pti kini, goop doc. <laughs> Flingua, yawa, ichop yawa, ato mito pichi kini, gnuk dak, flingua, koti chantu abnam, koti chanu yawa, koti chanu glawa, alelutenav glawa, ichop glawa, ya glawa, pichuni tu foam, atu. Di awe gunda, koti cha tu gu yab nub, koti cha tu gu yawa, koti ka tu du yacha, ale tu tanub, ale tu tanub, ale tu tanub, glawa, e chop glawa, ya glawa pichu, nik foam, atu di chua gunda, ale tu tanub. Wow, 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 wow. First of all, the reactions on uh, your your friends' faces were the best part. Uh, Just cutting to Griffin throughout that was really uh, my favorite part of that. Uh (laughs) That was really Uh, impressive. That was really impressive. I was sold by your passion. I was so close. I appreciate that. I mean, that's like, that's like, I'm trying to get Patty LaBelle off the stage yeah. and Patty LaBelle's yeah. like, I'm not leaving the stage. I'm still singing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Patrick uh, likes to play, Patrick likes to play the reluctant performer, but he, all he wants is more stage time. Yeah. <laughs> um, people in the chat, what do you think this should do? What, what do you think? I mean, people are already saying uh, five points. Um, oh, people are saying zero points because you pulled the bait and switch, Patrick. And then, all right, so five, some, some fives, some fives, some twos, 69 points, five plus points. 10 points, uh, 4.3, 5. People like want encores. Mm-hmm. For the most point, some people are trolling you and giving you yeah. low numbers. But I feel like the, the result here is a, is a 4. I feel like the 4, people really want to give you a 4 for this. Four. I think jumping in like that is pretty solid. I, I, I want to give them a 4. What do you think, Amy? <laughs> I want to give them a 4.1 since we're okay. really getting into decimals. I love it. All right, so what is our scores right now? Do we know? Uh, yeah, with that, then our scores are dun dun dun. Uh, we have Connor with five, we have Griffin with 5.5, and we have Patrick with 7.1 points. <laughs> Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And we are going into our final round. Gentlemen, this is it. You're going to work together here uh, to build uh, a movie, a Star Wars Mm -hmm. film. Um, Okay. And uh, to do that, we're going to get a title from the chat. So uh, chat, come up with some titles. We'll come up with our best one. So you're going to build a film. And the way you're going to do it is uh, each one of you is going to take a little part of it. Amy and I are going to kind of direct Mm -hmm. it. Uh, And in front of you, you'll have two secret clues that you have to incorporate into this pitch of a brand new Star Wars film. Uh, So your partners don't know it. Uh, but you have to incorporate it in. It may derail the movie. It may not derail the movie. We'll, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. You and may try I to th- derail the movie to make it harder for your fellow contestants yeah. to get that um, movie back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen a lot of great stuff here. Uh, again, we're getting a, a galaxies edging, uh, darkness in the force, uh, Snatrick points more. Uh, let's see. Uh, Graga, a star Wars story, boss, baby Yoda from a, uh, from a labouche, which is shut up in French, uh, <laughs> Star Wars 10, Forced to Live Together, uh, Ackman Toreador, Two Jedi, Two Force, uh, Gorgrismo checks in, <laughs> Jedi High School. Um, you know what? But I think there's one here that I like, Amy, that I feel like is actually one that could be uh, 
enough to 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 handle what these guys can do. Uh, and this one will be called uh, Darkness in the Force. That is from Wandering Frog. Darkness in the Force is your title. Darkness in the Force. Uh, and here we go. You guys are going to have to build this out. Anything that they should know, Amy? Anything? Yeah. Um, everybody's going to get to go twice. So you have two seconds to talk. You'll talk until we decide that you're not talking anymore. I think we should uh, let the person... Let's see. Who should start first? I think we should let... Let's let Connor start first. Let's do this in reverse point order. So Connor will start first, then we'll have Griffin, then Patrick, and we'll go in that loop twice. All right. I love it. So uh, are you, we'll, we will call you off. We'll kind of direct you say, okay, great. Uh, next one, next one. And I'll let Amy kind of uh, conduct here. And uh, all right. Uh, take it away, Connor. All right. First of all, this Star Wars film takes place before any other Star Wars thing by oh, wow. millions of years. It is the earliest possible Star Wars story. We start off with a, a sort of like a the the space version of like a cave woman uh, played by oh, Anna Taylor-Joy from the Queen from Queen's Gambit. Oh yeah, uh, I like her. And and we are seeing the beginnings of of what would be in the Star Wars universe early man. Um, oh, wow. And so we're seeing sort of the the beginning of midichlorians. The first shot is midichlorians. We see wow. the midichlorians are the first thing that existed, and and we zoom in tighter and we see the wills as well, which we've oh, never yeah. seen before. Never seen. And the then wills. we see then we see these early uh, uh, prehistoric characters who are uh, sort of lumbering around. It doesn't quite look like the beginning of two thousand and one. It's not quite that. It's a little okay. bit different than. It's like a little twist because they're all wearing hats so it's a little bit mm. it, 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 like you might think you're seeing 2001 but they all have these like and they're not hats like we know they're hats that are a different sort of shape to any hat that you would see an, on earth in the 20th century or the 21st century but the, other than that they're completely primitive it's as if the hats are part of them it's as if they are they are something that they were born with oh, Ooh, I like okay. this. all right griffin yeah. take it away from there Okay, so uh, they're investigating the hat, right? And then suddenly there's like a weird flash, okay? There's like a yeah. flash of like lightning and out of it comes like a weird robot suit and then the mask opens up and it's Greg Grunberg himself, Snap Wexley, our favorite character <laughs> from the Disney franchise. And he's going like, am I too soon? Am I too soon? <laughs> I, I came here to warn you. And and Anya Taylor-Joy is like, what is going on? So she like touches her hand into the lightning, right? Yes. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> she gets pulled forward to the end wow. of Rise of Skywalker, the oh celebration, okay? Yeah. So here's this like cave lady, and now she's stranded in the middle of the latest point in the Star wow. Wars cinematic timeline as we know it. And there's an exclusively gay moment, right? There are two women yes. kissing. Yes. She's just like, what is going on here? I, I'm, I'm so flummoxed by everything. Uh, so she's, she just starts wailing on everybody, right? It's like right after the ending of Rise of Skywalker and everyone's like hugging and having a good time. This is what we didn't see is that she just comes in and starts fucking roundhousing everybody. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, Patrick. Well, now what? <laughs> um. So she's roundhouse kicking everybody. Everyone's fighting. It's really bad. Like she's she's getting uh, you know her 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 butt kicked and and she's kicking a bunch of butt. They're they're fighting. She's getting ready. She's like, I need to get out of here. I need to find someone who can help me get out of here. She turns around, grabs the first person who she sees. She whips him around. Who is it? It's Lin Manuel Miranda, the yes. X-wing pilot. He yes. goes, You got to come with me. We got to get out of here. So they get into Lin Manuel's X-wing. It's a specially retrofitted X-wing, so it's more like a snow speeder. So she, mm -hmm. she's got the back seat too. Like she's sitting behind yeah. Lin Manuel, so she can fight out the back. Um, they take off into the sky, and they're like. Like, oh my gosh, we forgot. We just beat the Emperor and all this stuff. So there's still a bunch of Star Destroyers and stuff in the sky. We need to fight them. We're going to take them on one by one. A gigantic battle happens where it's just them versus the Star Destroyers. And you think they're not going to make it. And they almost don't. Lin, Lin gets shot and he, he dies. So oh Anya Taylor-Joy takes the ship and she blasts out of there. And she goes, where can I go? There's only one place that I know. And it's the planet Batu, because that is where she was from. Wow. It's the planet from Galaxy's Edge. That was where the beginning of the movie took place. So she wow. goes there now. 
And she she goes, she goes, I don't recognize any of this. This is all different. There's a bunch of shops here now. <laughs> you know, uh, she goes to a cantina. She walks in. She goes, I need your help. I am in trouble. I have I've created a bunch of enemies with the the I guess, you know, she doesn't know what the rebellion is, but she describes to them and they're like, this is the rebellion. And they're like, OK, yeah, you can just hang out with us for a while. So she starts working at this cantina. She becomes like the new you know, bartender at this yeah. cantina at Oga's Cantina, which is a place in Galaxy's Edge. And yeah. she just like kind of works there for a while. It sort of becomes like a cheers almost um, uh, uh, where, you know, wow. you're just like meeting a bunch of people who who live around that bar and work there. <gasps> oh, OK. Uh, like this, this seems like a good moment for me to tag Connor in. Now mm-hmm. what happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at this point, uh, our lead character learns a surprising fact. Uh, she's called back into the office by the manager of the of the by the owner of the cantina said you've been doing a great job. But there's something that you didn't know all along. And at this point, he reveals himself. It is Emperor Palpatine. And he explains that this was his plan all along, including his death in the final battle at the end of Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) They flash back. He says, come with me. Let's go back to the beginning. They travel back to the beginning of the timeline. And (laughs) the Emperor projects onto a glowing lake. Every single Star Wars story that we've seen before, we see we see the prequels, we see Rogue One, we see a new hope, we see all of the Star Wars animated TV shows, we see we see Star Wars detours in its entirety, the unreleased comedic adventures. And and the Emperor says, Don't you see? It was all it was all about the experiences that we had along the way. Don't you understand that? To fight a Star War is to be alive. <laughs> I'm not a bad person. I am someone who made life interesting for people. Did I do bad things? Yes, occasionally. But I also did a lot of good things that I didn't get credit for because I did them anonymously. And he starts showing scenes from the saga where he secretly helped make good things happen. Uh, and he said, you see, if you just look for the bad in people, then life is not worth living. You have to look for it. And he said, and then he quotes, he says, it's like I said, when I was pretending to be Rose Tico, Oh, it's not about, it's not, it's not about fighting for what, fighting what you hate. It's about, it's about fighting for what you love. And then he, and then the emperor takes off his old man thing and it's Rose Tico underneath. Wow. All right. Well, we get that. Okay. 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 Griffin. Now it. (laughs) Okay. So Anya Taylor-Joy is like reeling from all of this information, right? And and Sheev Tico has tried to like reframe this all as a positive, like there was necessary evil here. But she's sort of doing like the checks and balances. And she's like, a lot of people died, like a lot of war happened, a lot of tragedy happened. I don't think this is worth it. And she just stares Sheev Tico straight in the eyes and goes like, you need to stop pushing your political agenda upon this narrative. You are ruining Star Wars. And she she takes her and she throws her into the lake where all the Star Wars stories have been projected (laughs) and she's holding her down under the water in full force and as she's gasping for air underwater the the reflections of the future of Star Wars all the films detours the original 39 (laughs) episodes unreleased all of it starts like like dissipating right like it's all like falling away like pond scum upon the water and suddenly she sees a new future there and she holds her down she goes yes this is what must be done Star Wars must end it is time for Star Wars to end. And as she finally pushes and holds her down one final time, the water goes crystal clear. And she stands wow. up and she brushes off her hands and she goes, I am free. Finally. Wow. This is everyone is free. <sighs> this is pretty intense. Patrick? Uh, bring us home, Patrick. So then she goes back to the bar on Batu and is like, well, I guess I run this place now. And it's kind of just. It's setting up the future movies where she is just running this bar on Batu, And you think it's just going to be like a nice little slice of life movie. And all of a sudden, what comes up on screen for the first time ever in Star Wars history to be continued? Wow. Directed by George Lucas. Oh, my gosh. Guys, in the history of doing the show, that is the best movie pitch that we've ever heard. We went from microscopic to Cheers. Uh, we the movie seemingly takes place 
through every piece of Star Wars canon. So that's going to be a long film. We're going to see the whole thing or maybe the characters see the whole thing. There's some, there's some stuff. People in the chat were loving, loving this. Uh, they, I mean, you guys pitched the hell out of it. Uh, you did. And there's a little bit of Planet of the Apes in there because I, I never lost sight of Prometheus. You know, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant idea of taking us to the beginning of Star Wars. I feel like from each of the three of you, I learned what you want from a Star Wars movie that you mm-hmm. haven't gotten yet. And that I was beautiful it. to me. I'm, I'm very inclined with Connor's belief that I want to burn it all down, start fresh and like go, go to a different part of the galaxy and see something new. Can I, I can I, can I, yeah, can I just pitch one uh, Marvel bumper at the end that's going to blow yeah, everyone's please. mind? We, the people wait through the credits. It's been long. This this movie takes days to watch. It really yeah, is like it, it endures us. But you sit through the credits. episodes and, of Detours, yeah. And some people are starting to think like, oh, there better be something. I sat through these credits. There better be something. <laughs> we see uh, two hands writing in a journal the end of the story, to be continued, dot, dot, dot. Uh, it closes. It says the Journal of the Wills, at which point the camera pans up. We see Will Smith and Will Wheaton. And they say, That's and they look at the it. camera and they say, they say it was just our journal. Okay, now I want to say, in in the name of fairness, I think Patrick and I should each also get to pitch. Yes. And yeah, I mean, at cooking. this point, at I this point, yeah, we have, we have to. to. Right. At this point, we I have, have to. more of whatever we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Go ahead, Griffin. Okay, so. <laughs> there, there are more credits for like five right, minutes, sure, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah people, that was that was like, the first. That was the first of the stingers. Now yeah. there's more technical credits. Right. There are more credits, and people are like, "I, th- I really, I think there isn't another. We can leave now, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. this is opening back. Everyone's been vaccinated at this point. Movie yeah. theaters mm-hmm. are safe, and we're so excited mm-hmm. to be in the theater anyway. We're like, well, let me just stay for the whole credits, just in case. Right. Yeah. So maybe right. more. Yeah. Okay, so someone's like starting to stand up and everyone's like, no, and they look back on the screen and it's like super desaturated now. It's all like piss yellow and smoky. And you're like, where are we even? What's going on here? Okay, and then someone like turns around and it's it's fucking like post-apocalyptic Luke Skywalker, right? And he's like, we can't give up now. We're almost there. And then you look and you see his gang behind him and it's fucking snap wexley in the metal armor okay it's like it's fucking jar jar but jar jar has six tongues now he has like multiple (laughs) tongues coming out of different parts of his body it's um it's fucking wolford brimley Mm -hmm. from the ewok adventure he's Mm -hmm. part of the team now Mm -hmm. and of course babu frick right but he looks dead inside like he's gone through (laughs) shit (laughs) Wow, this and, is in- and they're wow. like, what's going on? They're like, we're so close. We need to make this right. We have to make sure that Star Wars never exists to prevent <laughs> this future from ever happening. And then they look and over on the side, there's like someone, their back turned to the camera sitting atop the hood of a car. And they're like, go talk to him. And he's got like a, a fucking, he's got like <laughs> a, a, a vest on, like an FBI vest, right? <laughs> and a straight jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Luke like carefully walks up to him and he's like, come on, let's finish this. And, and the man turns around and it's George Lucas. And he says, I've, I've never wanted anything more in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, it says damaged on George Lucas's forehead, (laughs) even though it didn't say that previously. Now it does. Wow. This is okay. (laughs) This is, whoa. I mean, Patrick, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have a, do you have a post-credit sequence after that? So I feel like this movie's been really heavy so far, especially with that last credit scene. And that's not something that you want to leave the audience on, right? Yeah, yeah. So so the credits roll up, you know, sound done at Skywalker Ranch, all this stuff. THX logo goes up. Black. All of a sudden, spotlight, and you see an intergalactic piano. You see a hand come down, and he starts playing. Do, 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 Camera pans up. It's Palpatine. And he goes, making your way in the world today. And then the camera spins around and it's Dexter Jetster. And he says, takes everything you got. Camera spins around again. It's the Rancor Keeper taking a break from all your worries. Camera spins again. It's little Anakin. Sure would help a lot. And it's just all of our favorite characters from throughout all. Geez, what are we at now? 11, 12, 13 movies at this point. Everyone shows up. You get every single line of dialogue from the Cheers theme song. Even the ones that aren't in the show, you get, you know, roll out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead, you know, your shrink ran off to Europe, all that stuff. 
couple of those lines are questionable. Do they do the questionable lines as yeah, well? Yeah, they do. It's Star Wars. They do the questionable stuff. They leave it in. They leave it in. But you wow. really, you get to see everyone. And it, it's sort of, it's like the ending of like, uh, geez, what's a movie that ends with like a song and dance? Mamma Mia 2, where like, I feel like Nutty Professor ends with like a song and dance. You know, it gets everyone excited this to be like, man, huge. I love Star Wars again. And it ties into the whole cheers thing that you guys were talking about. I mean, Amy, I, you know, it's so hard to pick a winner here. I mean, they, they obviously there's a lot of points given out the entire time, but they really all brought it here in this final round. I mean, I, do we want to just judge it simply on the post credit sequences? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, honestly, I think this one is so brutal that I want the chat to decide. <laughs> okay, the chat is going to decide who is our winner tonight. And as they're deciding, I wanted to let everybody know that Connor's two things to add was that he had to add in uh, Anna Taylor-Joy from Queen's Gambit. Uh, and also that the lead finds out a shocking fact. Uh, Griffin had to add in that there there's a problem that our lead character is stranded. And that there's a cameo by uh, Greg Gumberg, uh, Snap Luxley. Uh Patrick had to bring in that a battle happens and mm-hmm. set us up for a be continued. Uh, so that's what they did. They all did all those things uh, very, very well. And... Um, People are going here. People looks like, okay. Oh my gosh. It's very tricky to see. All right. Now I feel like the winner. Oh my gosh. I'm looking, it's going back and forth. Let me see a little bit more. Griffin seems to be the winner. I think it's Griffin. Yeah, it's Griffin. I'm the king of the world. It's Griffin. Griffin, you are the winner of today's unspooled star Wars, George Lucas talk show. Game show show. Uh, you will get a pen. We always send our winners yes. a pen, and we'll send <laughs> yes. you all pens because you guys Whoa. were here with Everyone us today. You oh. all get a pen. Uh, the damn people really enjoyed the damage, George. I feel like that put it over the edge. Yeah. This is so much fun to be here with you all. I want everyone to follow you on social media. You can see where you all are. Listen to uh, Blank Check. Listen to Dead Eyes. Uh, watch the George Lucas uh, talk show every Sunday night on Planet Scum Live. Follow them. See what they're up to. The guests are. Ultimately, uh, they're always amazing. Like last week you had on uh, Rich Summer, Darcy Carden, Jason Manzukis, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. week Zach before Harry, that, yeah. yeah, like the week before that you had uh, the guy who played uh, uh, one of the Boba Fett's, right? The, one of the guys in the Boba Fett suit, not Jeremy oh, Bullock, yeah, but uh, Don yeah. Bees, yeah, Don Bees. Don Bees, yeah, uh, J- you know, you, there's so much fun going on there. And, you know, look, on a random week, you might even see me try to kill myself on that show. Uh, <laughs> but a bread big, challenge. <laughs> the bread challenge is still there for anyone who wants to take it. Uh, screen test, and I should say. I should say people can watch all the old episodes on our YouTube page if you want to go back and okay. search for past guests that you want to see. They're all uh, people are, are upset that this show is only an hour. They're like, this is too short for you guys. Uh, a big uh, thank you to everybody who helped put this show together. Uh, this is a, a production with association with uh, Unspooled, hosted by Amy and myself, uh, produced by Amy Nicholson, uh, Paul Shear, Devin Bryant, and Molly Reynolds, and Josh Richmond. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Griffin. It thank was a you. pleasure. You thank guys you. were so much fun. All right. Bye, everybody. See you later. Bye, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.